Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Well, guys, welcome on this wonderful, awesome February Sunday. We're so happy to be here. Yes, amen. Yes, it's a new day. I love it. Because it's not only an awesome day, but I get to share the stage with my awesome bride. Aww. It's wonderful. But in case you haven't noticed, I love my wife just saying. And look, I just saying, I'm proud to say to the whole entire world, <laughs> I don't care who gets upset. I don't care who gets mad. The only person that I care about is that lovely, beautiful person right here. Good so man, is. Yes. I, I love it. And, she, and I think she loves me too. Oh, she got love my hubby. So. Um, it's really awesome. Yeah, we got these gifts um, when we first got married, and we like, hey, let's have this today. Let's get to wear it. So we're just so thankful we get to be here. Um, let's give a shout out to Pastor Adam, Pastor yes. Tracy. Yes, um, awesome. We get, I'm very thankful that they gave us the opportunity to be able to speak yeah. and encourage you all today, um, because we don't take this very likely. In case you know, we're married and we're still working on stuff. And um, it's a work in progress, but together, I believe as we work together in it, that God will continue to bless everybody's marriage in here and to lift him up in the name of Jesus. So I just want to recap real quick and just encourage y'all the first in this series, Happily Ever After. Today's the last series. I know it's sad, but guess what? The wonderful world of technology and social media, you get to listen to over and over and over again. Yeah. In fact, some of them I had listened to before I came here on the way to church even here. So just saying, y'all, the first one we talked about was unity, which yeah. means it's you and me together. We're unified together. We're one flesh. That's what God calls to be when a husband and wife. We cleave to each other and become one. The second one we talked about, um, you got to help me out. Oh, no, I got my phone. You know, I'm going to help us. It's all right. You got this. All right. I, I, I didn't mean to put my hand in the face. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I love her so much. It's hands off my goodies, okay? So... You know, sometimes we can hurt each other and we don't even realize it. Mm. You know, we give a compliment. If I say, hey, my honey, my beautiful bride, you look good. I mean, I'm not saying you look good. I didn't say that. I mean, you look good. <laughs> you fine, girl. And she's like, oh, thanks. She done slapped the goodies out of my hand. And that wonderful demonstration with Pastor Adam, Pastor Tracy, I mean, it got violent up in here. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And Pastor Adam is a strong man. Yes. Praise God. But... Pastor Tracy, it was like Hercules, like she like chopped that cookie down. I was like, wow, I've never seen something like that. that. But that's what we can do sometimes. If we don't be careful, we can hurt each other and not meaning to. Mm. All right. Then, well, Super Bowl Sunday was the battle of the sexes. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's clapping on that. Uh Uh-huh. Because those who were not clapping, yeah, it was very good battle. But we learned how we are different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the cool thing I love about my lovely bride, Liz, is that even watching football, first of all, <clears throat> she loves basketball better than she loves football. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The fact is we get to spend time together and watch the game. Even if she don't understand, what, what's that yellow flag when that happened? No, or it's a first down. It doesn't matter. I know she's right there with me, and I'm. guess what? It works the same thing with her. When she loves the stuff that she loves, she loves agriculture. I don't know a thing about it except I know how to eat it, okay? I'm just saying, give me a witness, somebody. But I will cheer her on, whatever she needs, I will help. And when she sees me get upset, she's like, I'm mad too. I don't know, but we're going to be mad about it anyway. But it's okay. We're unified together. 
and it's different, and I love it. And then last week, oh, it got good last week. Yeah, boy, for all the main folk in the room, hey, man, hallelujah. We talked about sex and God's desire for it. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I got my high voice from that one. I'm telling you, guys, it was a wonderful, and sex is a great and wonderful thing. As long as you do it, God's way. The way this world is short, short-lived, and yeah, it might be satisfying, but it's not long-lasting. Mm. If you do it God's way, I'm telling you, it is everlasting, and it is faithful, and it's amazing. And I'm, sh- I'm just glad that, you know, I had the privilege to share that with my lovely bride, to something that's lo- wonderful. So today is going to be Not My Savior. We're going to kick it off right here, and I'm going to hand it off to my lovely bride. Oh, okay. Before we get started, hold on, I want to... That's right. I did it. Yeah, y'all can do it when you're married. You can do well, that in front of people. That's okay. That's awesome. I'm just um, hey, look, I waited 30-something years for that. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> Glory. Darn right. Glory. Go ahead, baby. I'm this sorry. This is what happens when you get married at 35, like later in life. Um, hey, it's but all good. I am newly married, right? I still really consider myself a newlywed. Um, we're coming up on two years, actually, in April. And it's so, it's precious. How did it happen? My goodness, it went by so quickly. I, it just blows my mind. Um, and I made a list of the things that I love about JC because I make lists of things that I love. So <laughs> I, these are the things, right? He is uh-huh. such, he just genuinely loves people. I love that about him. He genuinely loves people and he loves to serve people. And more than people, he loves Jesus, oh. and he loves pointing people to Jesus, and it's an incredible thing. Um, Making me blush. <laughs> he, his ministry, or like his heartbeat is kingdom ministry, and he's, he's incredibly passionate. He's an incredibly passionate person. If you know him, he's a passionate person. He's kind of goofy, too, and I am also, and so we, we fit well together. We mesh well, and I uh-huh. think the Lord did, did a good thing in bringing us together. Praise God for he my husband. I knew in my soul that this was the man I wanted to marry when I heard him give an altar call. Um, and there is nothing as sexy as a man who is, who is bringing people to Jesus, who is pointing people to Jesus. There wasn't anyone in the room. There wasn't even anyone in the room when he was giving this altar call. He was pr- kind of practicing his verbiage, making sure he's directing people well. But as he's doing it, I just there's an anointing on his life that I wanted to be close to, but I still want to be close to, and I'm, I'm so thankful for I'm for just Jay's saying for the life. single guys that are up in this place, yeah. hey, yeah. You get a girl in love, Jesus, you practice off the car, hey, win them over. That's the moment. I'm just that's, saying. And if that's when you know. And if you're married, yeah. it's going to be extra good even with that. I'm it just is, saying. So. If you know JC, you have something, and you have something that you're just genuinely thankful for in him. Would you just tell him after service? That would bless his heart so much and, and bless me. So everybody just, when oh, at sh- service, oh, okay, okay, so I can't <laughs> You don't have a line up, my goodness. I'm just saying. Um, you said, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But as a husband... JC's got specific roles that he plays, and we, and we both do, right? Um, uh-huh. He's got that role of provider and uh-huh. protector of, of my heart, of our home, of all uh-huh. these spaces and places in our life. And I'm so thankful that he's faithful to diligently seek the Lord and really strives to be the very best husband that he can be. However, JC is not my savior. No. JC is not the Lord. Uh-huh. Um, I think you'd agree that he's an incredible person if you've met him, right? But he's not Jesus despite the initials. Uh, and I don't mean that as derogatory. It's just a true statement. That there's a verse speaking of Jesus, and it's Acts 4.12. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. JC can't do it. 
And though I go to my kind husband to talk through things and he does <coughs> minister to my heart, I can't go to him with the expectation that he can fix me. That he can do, like, fix all of the things that are going wrong. That, and that honestly may even be his desire to do. Like, he wants, yeah. he wants to do that. But my burdens have to go to the Lord, ultimately. Right. It is the Father who meets those needs. Okay. And this is the big one. My hurts and my insecurities are not healed in JC. These are spaces that only God can fill. Um, I want to give you this example. Have you ever had someone just say something or hurt, something hurtful or do something hurtful that caused you even to think differently and perceive yourself differently than you did before because it just, it's wounding. It hurts so deeply. Things like, I'm fat. People speak that, or even that lie in your own mind. You speak that to yourself. You're a failure. You are not good enough. These things that wound us, whatever happened, whoever said it, whether it's you or someone else, we leave our moments in life sometimes with wounds and holes and insecurities. And I can take my cup to my husband or my spouse or whoever and say, fill me up. But when he tries to love me and pour into me, it just passes straight through. Because he wasn't designed to plug those holes. That's not his role. He wasn't designed for it. Whatever my husband says or does just passes straight through because at this point, I've not allowed the Lord to fill my insecurities. I can't even receive the love that he's trying to pour out the way he's intending. Because it's at this point, I've not allowed it. But God is our source, our savior, and the only one who can heal every piece of our hearts, all of those insecurities, the nagging insecurities that don't go away just because you get married or get into a new relationship. Um, he can't love it away. No, that's, someone, that's something that only the Lord can do. Right. Um, and as you start saying and meditating what God says about these holes in our life, what God says about those things mm. is what begins to fill them, is what begins to heal, bring that healing because his word is, is truth and brings healing. Mm-hmm. If you go to your husband with, uh, to fill up on words of affirmation, and we need those words, and um, you, you feel those insecurities, but we go to him, he's going to fail us every time. Again, he was not made for it. If you go to your husband to get rid of your feelings of loneliness, he will not be enough. And it's not because he's not enough. It's because he wasn't created for that. It's not because he's not enough. It's because we put him in the place of God at that point. When we take and allow the Father to fill those holes, to bring that healing that that we need in our life, when the Lord heals us and we surrender our insecurities to the Father and he fills those spaces, we can actually receive the love that our husbands or spouses are pouring and wanting to show us. We can actually receive it at that point. You want to... No, we won't float. No, we, we ain't done here. Hold on. Yes, yes. We won't use it all. The rea- That's right. Mm, Come on. We won't I'm use well it all. Loved. There it is. Because here it is, y'all. Yeah. It makes it overflow over- like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, it's okay. But that's good, right? We Let just, it happen. We can way. receive love the way he, the way the Lord intended us to receive love when we let the Holy Spirit, when we that's let right. the Father heal those mm-hmm. holes and those hurts, mm-hmm. those insecurities. You cannot fix yourself with a relationship. You can't fix yourself with a marriage. Um so when we as wives go to our husbands with our hands open and saying, fix me, heal this thing, make me feel like I'm worth something, he can't. 
It's not because he's not good enough. It's because he's not God. And Jesus is calling our hearts to himself first. Before any other role that you fill in your life, Jesus says, come. In Revelations 22, 17, the spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. God wants to fill those spaces and heal those places in your heart that only he can. Right. In the third week, um, Pastor Tracy actually referenced this verse from Exodus, and it's just resonated in my heart. It's Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. God desires our attention and when we put our first attention on our husband instead of the Lord, thinking he can fill us, it's making him an idol. It's making that person an idol. God says he's a jealous God. And it's not, this, it's not this fit of rage, like jealousy in that way, but it's this rightful vigilance that he is God, that he is your maker, and that he loves you intensely. Like he has this jealous love. And God says, God says that he is that jealous God. Oh, oh, you want to? Oh, yes, I want to speak into that right there. Yeah. Thank you, my lovely bride. Now, guys, when we um for the husband side of things, I know when she was poking the hole in the cup. You know what, husbands, we we go through the same thing too. It's not just wives. Sometimes we as husbands, we go through many things at work at our job. We carry mm -hmm. this heavy load sometimes because I don't want the I don't want the husbands to feel like we're left out. Sometimes we get punched too. And it's hurtful. And we, because we don't want to be that failure for our families. We want to love our wives well. We want to make sure we're doing everything we know we can do. But here's the thing as men, okay, even as husbands, okay, we like to fix things, okay? So when, um, when we see something that needs to be fixed, we want to go to it. And sometimes there's success. Some of people are very handy. Some of us are not. And when we try to fix something, it doesn't get better. <laughs> it gets a little bit worse. I think about the Cosby show, you know, he, Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable, get, great doctor, obstetrician, wonderful. But if you've seen it, when it came to fixing things, everybody will call the professional, like, go get them because he's going to tear our house up. His heart is right. He wants to do things, but he can't fix it. Husbands, that could be the same thing our wives. When we try to fix something, mm -hmm. and then if we don't be careful, instead of giving to the Lord, we make things worse. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's all of us. Me, myself, I'm telling my this. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I got to be careful. I don't try to fix my wife. I can't fix her. I can't. All right? But the way I can fix is to lead her to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's the surefire answer why I know it won't mess up. Okay, I have to remember that everything that I have or we have as, a, as one flesh, it's because of Jesus. Whether it's a strength to do a job well, whether it's a strength to love her, it's all because of Jesus. I cannot do anything on our own strength. That can't happen because here's the thing. If we don't be careful, we can take the lordship off of Jesus and, and husbands, we can put on ourselves. Now, what that means, lordships, this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. You know, when we first, we, we were sinners, we didn't know Jesus at all. When he, we gave our lives to Jesus, that made him the Lord and the Savior of our lives, mm -hmm. which means he leads us, he guides us in every truth. Amen? So mm -hmm. we're, we're all agreeing with that. But here's what happens. 
I can take the lordship off of that. If I try to fix Liz, if I try to fix my wife, and guess what? I'm making, I'm being Jesus, and guess what? That's an idol. And I'm setting her up for failure. I'm setting her for idolatry. I'm setting everything that I say I'm supposed to help her with. I'm actually helping her struggle and not be successful because guess what? There's only one Jesus, and I'm not him. There's only one. And we're teaching our wives not to trust in Jesus because he's the only one that can fill up those voids, fill up those holes, those needs that we have there. And see, leading her to Jesus will honestly boost the confidence in your wife, in our wives. We do it together. When we lead her to Jesus, what happens is they, she can accept those wonderful things, the way we love her. And we saw how it was overflowing, right? It keeps going and on and on until she just lavishes with that. And guess what? When she's confident, I'm just telling y'all, man, that's sexy right there. <laughs> when she's confident, when my wife, she's confident in Jesus. Yeah. Like she's talked about me saying, off the car when nobody was there. They could be that time of like, uh-huh. look at that wonderful woman right there. <laughs> Loves the Lord, but guess what? I got to lead her to that place and let the Lord take it from there. I cannot do it on my own. There's a beautiful thing that happens um, when we surrender to God's jealous love. When we worship our Lord and bring our brokenness to him, the Lord heals our wounds. Mm -hmm. And it's it's his word that's the light that causes darkness to flee. Those insecurities can't stay when we are so filled up with what God says about us. And it's from that space that we can love and and truly receive the love from our spouse. Um, It's when we first let Jesus fill us that we're able to love and be loved. If you're having a regular date with your husband, but you're neglecting your time with the Father, your date nights with Jesus, those date nights with your husband will not be won't fulfill you. Wait, wait, can, can, can you say that one more time? Please? If you're having regular um, date nights yeah, with your husband, but you're, you're neglecting those dates with the Father, you're not spending time with God, with Jesus, this, the date with your husband will not fulfill you mm, because you're that. missing something. Um, you, you're going to leave those dates unfulfilled because something else is missing from your life. And ladies, we have to go to Christ first so that mm-hmm. he can fill us up and, and plug those holes. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It's the how-to, right, of love. It's, it's outlined in this passage, and it's so active and very much a choice. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on, it does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In, in verse 7, that statement of love bears all things and believes all things and, and hopes all things and endures all things. Whew, you can't be made complete by your husband, so ladies, we got to get filled up with Jesus mm-hmm. because we are called to a crazy kind of love. Mm-hmm. We have to bear all things. We have to endure. We have to endure I have to endure him not taking the trash out when he said he would do it three days ago. That's crazy talk. Um, but why, I, why you got to tell my business <laughs> like that from yeah. everybody? That's okay. No, it's cool. And when I when I'm saying endure, I'm not really I'm not talking about abuse. Yeah. Right. That's not mm-hmm. what this is. Right. But we are called to love our husbands, um, just like this passage outlines. So something as simple as him 
not taking the trash out. If I were trying to fill those places of insecurity in my own heart, I could let my mind go to places like, well, he didn't do this because he doesn't love me. Because he doesn't value our relationship. Because he doesn't keep his word. Like I could fill the, those lies in with a whole bunch of, uh, of extra words that aren't true because of insecurities and hurts in my own heart. That can happen. We're called to a radical kind of love. And that same, it's the same radical love that Jesus Christ showed us and continues Amen. to show us. Mm-hmm. And praise God, we have a helper. We're not in this alone. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit helps us. It's Romans 5.5. 5. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. who has been given to us. So sometimes our communication with our spouse can get derailed mm-hmm. because it's riddled with our own insecurities rather than just trying to speak to an issue. But because the Holy Spirit and he's put that love inside of us, we're able to do this. We are able to do this because he helps us. Mm-hmm. JC is a processor. So when there's tension, when we have tension mm-hmm. in our home, and it, he, he, needs, he needs this to take a moment, step back, assess the situation. Uh, he wants to have that wise deliberation. And it's good, like, right? That's a good thing. But for me, I, I'm a different spectrum, and I want to just bulldoze that situation and find a resolution now and 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 when he takes that time to take that wise deliberation if i'm not careful i can feel i can let anger kind of just rise up in me and get angry and and or i feel this deep rejection that he's just he won't communicate with me that's and that's not even what his intention or heart is and by pullback for that wise deliberation, you know, I'm not talking about days of the cold shoulder right. and a refusal to speak to, uh, to speak to issues and have those hard conversations because you've got to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're uncomfortable. Um, if that's happening, that's a cycle you got to break through and, and you speak to and break out of kind of thing. But, but him having that deliberation time. Is a positive thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So y'all saw what I just did right there. Okay. <laughs> so being funny, but sometimes that's a real thing. When there is where there's issues and there's tension, at least for me, I'd be like, all right, boom. I, I'm just gonna step back right over here. Or let's say I'm the aggressor and I'm upset. Like she said, I'm passionate. And it's a fault of mine. I got to be passionate to be right. Because <laughs> I'm not the only one that struggles with that. He's not. Sometimes, let me encourage you, all the married folk in here, and even if y'all dating up in here, okay? Which I believe you still dating your wife, even though you, you still Amen. learning to date because yes. you're still learning. All right. It's okay for husbands and wives. You don't disagree. Yeah. It's okay. If you don't ever disagree about anything. Y'all may want to dig a little bit later because you don't worry, you'll find something eventually. And there's going to be times with attention. And husbands, it's okay for us to go in our corner of the house. That lazy boy, sometimes you got to sit over here and think. Wives, sometimes we, we ladies, we need going on in the home. And that's okay to think as long as we come back in the same room Amen. and deal with it and work it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because here's the thing. We can say what we want to say when it comes out of these pearly white gates. But when it comes out, it's out there. And no matter how much time I say, I'm sorry, I love you, honey. Mm -hmm. Okay, she accepted my apology. But those words are bullets. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's out there. 
and I can't take those words back. Here's the thing I want to talk about this, and this it's going to be uncomfortable, but and I've been guilty of this. Husbands, when we give our wives a cold shoulder, like we like, well, you supposed to know it. When 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 we do that, we're hurting our wives. That that's not the way God intended for it to be. We cannot give a cold shoulder because, all right, we got to be able to listen to our wives and listen to the heart that they have. Because here's the thing, your wife, husbands. Your wife loves you. She's your biggest cheerleader. She's your number one fan. And she wants to communicate with you what her concerns are. And it may take a long time to do this. Okay, we hear laughter. Okay. Now. Now. And sometimes we don't even understand it. Let me be honest, men. Sometimes we don't understand ourselves either. Let's be honest. Sometimes we can be mad and we really don't know what we're mad about. So it works both ways, both husband and wife. Right. We can be so upset and we don't understand mm-hmm. until we really dig down deep. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do not like to do. It's going to get gross. It's going to get a little messy. But when we grow down deep, we go down together. And sometimes it takes a long time. It's tiresome. And it's exhausting. But work it out. Amen. But whatever we do, husbands, be patient. Mm-hmm. The Bible says this. Be angry and do not sin. Mm-hmm. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Right. Because here's what the thing is. Here's the devil will not tell you. Okay? When we talk about giving the cold shoulder... Okay, or what other ways of mean of for separation? The devil loves that because that causes separation. And nothing he loves more is to have husband and wife separated. When there's disunity in the ranks, he loves that. He loves that. He's sitting on his lawn chair, sipping that Mountain Dew, loving it. Life is good because they're not in unity. Now, being the passionate person that I am, I love making him upset. And I want to continue to make him upset as long as there's breath in my body. I don't care if he likes it. Doesn't matter to me. But you know how I can make him more mad? Is when we operate in unity together. If you want to really make the devil upset, walk in unity. Let us walk together. Because here's the thing. When we effectively communicate with each other, eventually we'll get it. Husbands, we will understand our wives. And guess what? As we're dating our wives, we're Mm going to continue to grow and grow until the point we understand whatever whatever happens. We're like, I understand. But we need wisdom from the Lord, husbands. We all need it. Because guess what? Wives, we need need what's for the Lord as well. Because if we don't get it, we cannot effectively communicate with our wives well. Right. Being able to to compromise and give your spouse what they need, even in moments of conflict, um, that's an act of love. That referencing back to 1 Corinthians, it's that reference, it's that love that says, I'm not going to insist on my own way. And I've seen poor examples of marriages and relationships in the past. I think all of us have, right? Mm. And when JC speaks to an issue or, you know, has that moment where he's got to take the step back, um, there's going to be moments that I have to pause. And remember, he is not attacking me. He 
He is not rejecting me. He is not that person. Like I, those relationships that were the poor examples I can picture in my mind, like, oh, he's just like that person, right? And he's not. That's not what this is. We have to say no to those lies. And in conflict, I have to pause by my words before I speak them because I don't want to speak hurtful and harmful things to my spouse, things that are from an insecurity or places of hurt that honestly sometimes he has nothing to do with. So, I mean, sometimes there's hurt between spouses, right? But a lot of times it's from past things and we're taking it out on our spouses. And it comes from a position of what we're supposed to be doing as husbands, okay? We're supposed to love our wives well. Now, I know I'm repeating a lot of the same things a lot, but eventually when you repeat something, there's a common theme that's happening, okay? And this is for everybody, okay? This is, again, this is not sure to, today we have an opportunity to grow in Christ. He yeah, wants us to get better. So when we repeat stuff, this is like, let this digest in your spirit. Okay, we as husbands, let me tell y'all something. Okay, husband, y'all, y'all, we can't come alive, all right? All right, we're called to be the leaders, the providers, and the protectors of our homes. Okay, all right. So, all right. <laughs> as leaders, we like that part. Like, yeah, I'll be the lead, uh-huh. That's right. I'm in charge. Uh-huh. Be provider and protector, uh-huh. Come up back to full up in here. We show you how to go on. Jesus' name, we'll lay hands on you. You recover, but it's okay. How come we can take that same attitude like that? But we don't be the leader and protector and provider for our wives' tender hearts. Mm. And we the thing is, husbands, I'll be honest, sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. We don't realize it. Okay. Because here's the thing, we got to have tough conversations. We got to have them. It's going to happen. That is unavoidable. But when you have the tough conversations, when we have them, we got to make sure we're the protective of our wife's tender heart. And that, because that's the way the Lord made, and that's not an indictment versus women at all. Here in my heart, it is not an indictment. It's just tender hearted. And that's a great thing, ladies. Own that. Love it. Men, as husbands, we need to make sure we protect that. When we have those conversations, we got to make sure that we lift our wives up yeah. in the words of God. We have to lift them up. You know, Ephesians 5, 25, 28, it says this. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church mm-hmm. and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Mm-hmm. So that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So what that's saying right there, we, like as husbands, we need to wash our wives with God's word, lift them up, talk about the great things that they do well, the things they don't do well, don't talk about it in public. Lift the great things, because guess what? It says right here, according to what the Lord says, if we love our own bodies, if we love our wives, we love our own bodies. Mm-hmm. So guess what? When we, when we love our, our wives well, husband, I'm just going to tell you, you'll be looking good for everybody. <laughs> you'll be that. You'll be looking good. Looking sharp. I ain't talking about just looking. I'm talking about looking. Oh, looking <laughs> like you'll be looking real good because guess what? It's protecting her heart. Yeah. And when she sees that, I, that her heart is protected. She's going to love you even more. 
She's going to say, hey, that's my husband. That sexy right. man right there, not to pray. That's him right there. He, he'll go to bat for me. Mm -hmm. He will love me. Yes, we might have hard conversations. Yeah, but guess what? A good, a good wife wants a strong man. They want somebody that's strong. Okay? But our wives need to know that they're going to be loved. Mm -hmm. Taken care of, protected. Because guess what, husbands? We cannot love our wives well when we're shooting bullets of despair and inferiority to our wives. Mm. When that comes out, like I said earlier, that is just bringing her down and down and down. And guess what? That's when she loses hope. Okay? As we lift her in the ways of Jesus, yes, have a, have a conversation, but... We can add some sugar on that, too. Amen. Yeah. Because, and it's not to be manipulative, ladies, okay? No. But if we put some sugar on it, there'd be some sugar, sugar later on. <laughs> just, hey, laugh if you will. It just, it's true. But see, when I lie, our wives know that we love them mm -hmm. and that we're protecting them in their hearts, effective, communi ah, effective communication will be taking place. Mm-hmm. And it says in scripture earlier, and I know it's not on there, but it talks about how wives submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. Husbands, if we let our wives know that we got their tender hearts in mind mm -hmm. in those hard conversations, mm -hmm. she is going to follow us and she's going to submit with confidence. It won't even be a struggle, ladies. Am I right? I mean, here, let me help me out now. If you, if you walk in the love of God, when she sees that, She's going to be like, hey, that's a man who loves God and he loves me. Yeah. Whatever we need to happen, yeah. we're, going, we're going to go together in unity. In unity, that's it. In unity. Not is my way to highway, is unity together. Right. Because that's how we do that. And husbands, if anything else today, know this, that as we got to continue to seek God. Because his, guess what? I can't understand my, not fully Without Lord, hey Lord, help me to love my wife well. Mm -hmm. Not not like Adam did in the garden, you know, when he talks about this woman you gave me over here trying to put blame. No, we need to be like, hey Lord, help me with my spouse. Help me with learn her because I don't know what's going on with her, but I want to love her well because I know you love her. So give me guidance yeah. to love her well. Yeah. To communicate whatever it takes. In conversation, whether it's conflict or not. We speak whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, it, that's Philippians 4, 8. And the word tells us to think about those things, right? But also, I think it really applies to our speech as well. We need to be speaking those things. And along with that, we speak what is true. Amen. And yes, uh, do speak the truth. But, and, and we know this, right? Speak the truth in love. It's not how, or it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Um, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. Yes. Even our husbands, they will know we are Christians by our love. Yes. Let's love them well in that. Uh, and ladies, if you're in a position where your husband is not a believer, he doesn't know the Lord, be encouraged through God's word. It's 1 Peter 3, 1. Um, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. The love of God is really powerful, yes. and it draws people to the Father. Uh -huh. So you keep asking, you keep seeking the Lord, being obedient to His Word, and be that example of God's love. Uh -huh. um, and, and I'm just going to finish up with yeah, this. I'm going to yeah. drop some wisdom. Are you ready? This is my biggest takeaway in my very, very long marriage of a year and a half. So <laughs> the Holy Spirit 
is so much better at convicting my husband's heart Amen. than I am. Yes. I can get really worked up about whatever the thing is trying to convince him to do this or to not do this. But when I just stay at peace and let the Holy Spirit do his, let God be God, let the Holy Spirit do his job. And I I take that burden off of me to convict and convince. That's not my burden. That's the Holy Spirit. He does that. Um, Our marriage is a lot better when I do that consistently. Prayer is so effective. My husband loves the Lord and, and does diligently seek the Father. And so if I pray something over our marriage, I know something's going to shift, whether it's me and the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart or JC, something will shift and we'll get back in alignment. Maybe you've never experienced this crazy kind of love that we've been talking about. And if you haven't, how could you possibly love someone else with that kind of love? And the reality is you can't. If you've not experienced Christ's love first, you can't give that to someone else. You have holes that Jesus wants to fill. I think that's everyone. Man, there's just so much. Everyone's experienced hurts. Everyone's Mm -hmm. experienced things that have caused us to be insecure about this or that. And the Lord wants to touch that this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me. I want to give this invitation. There are people in this room and online that don't know Christ and that need that love in their life. By our own mistakes and our own sin, we're separated from God. And the price of sin is death, but Jesus came to pay the price for sin by dying on the cross, that ultimate act of love. And Jesus is saying to you this morning, come. Jesus says, come. This love is for you. Will you pray with me? I want want you to raise your hand if that's you. Say, I want Jesus to be the Lord. I want to experience that love for the first time. Raise your hand in this house and online. If this is the first time you're giving the life, your life to Jesus, will you pray with me? We, we don't do things here alone at Thrive, so I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Father, Father I, need you I need you to be the Lord of my life. To be the Lord of my life. Thank you. Thank you. For dying in my place. For dying in my place. And rising again. And rising again. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. And confess with my mouth. And confess with my mouth. That you are Lord. That you are Lord. I receive, I receive salvation in you. Salvation in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And while we're still in this moment, let's keep our heads bowed. Let's keep this moment. If you have hurts in your heart and insecurities in your life that you need Jesus to speak to, that you need him to touch, you're like, oh, I know that that's me. Raise your hand. I just want to pray over you. I just want to pray over you this morning. Jesus wants to heal those things in your heart. Jesus is here to meet with you. Thank you for raising <laughs> online. I'm going to be praying over you as well. Father, I thank you so much that you come to to bind up the brokenhearted. Lord, that you are speaking to hurts and wounds that have came in whenever, God, from long past, from very recent, God, you heal us. And I thank you, Father, that you would. Thank you, Jesus, for peace, for your presence, that as we're going out in our week, that we would remember to think on the things that are true and lovely and good, things that are from your word about what you see in us and speak about us, not what the world says. God, I thank you, Jesus, that we can live whole, healed in you. And it's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.